Hey, this is Ed Stetzer Live, and I'm Ed Stetzer, and uh, we are actually coming to you live from California. You may know that we're on, gosh, I think over 150 outlets, and one of them is K-Wave. Actually, we're in the relatively new ones. Those of you in Southern California all know and love K-Wave. Everybody knows and loves K-Wave in Southern California, and uh, they're one of our newer affiliates and partners, and so we're so excited to be here live from the studio of K-Wave. I'm actually in town, going to be preaching this weekend at uh, Yorba Linda Friends Church. So excited about that. Was doing some things with Mariner's Church early in the week. And while I was here, I wanted to you to meet and to talk to uh, one of my friends. And one of my friends who has a has a real passion for our topic today. Um, so again, I'm Ed Stetzer. I lead the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. I'm not normally from California. Tom, it's actually snowing in Chicago. Well, I don't know if it's, we had a big storm. We had a big storm. Everything frozen in Chicago. So I'm looking out the window here at the beautiful studios of K Wave, looking over Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, where my friend Brian Broderson uh, is a uh, is the pastor. And actually, we have him as a student in our program. And I'm thinking, why do I live in cold? <laughs> Chicago, but that's another story for another day. Okay, so we are live from the studios of K-Wave, and um, and I want to just invite you to join in conversation with us. My guest today is Tom Holliday. Tom is a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church. He also teaches uh, Drive Time Devotions, which we're going to talk some about today, but it's a daily 10-minute podcast going through the Bible a chapter a week. In addition to this, uh, his pastoral leadership and teaching ministry um, at Saddleback, he assists Rick Warren in teaching uh, purpose-driven church conferences, his Christian leaders all around the world, and his passion is to help discover people, help people discover a love for reading the Bible and understanding of God's truth that changes the way they live. Tom, thanks, and thanks for being oh, here with us so at K-Wave. Good to be here. Good deal. Well, you had to drive up through beautiful, sunny— and I want you to know, I see snow on the mountains behind you. Oh, here. is that right? Okay, mountain, there's actually, mountains behind it me. It actually snowed at our houses here in Southern California this last week. You Seriously? Seriously? Yeah, there was okay. like an, uh, maybe an eighth of an inch of snow wow. we got. It wow. Was... We call an eighth of an inch of snow Thursday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but that go. was probably like a cataclysm <laughs> for you. I was actually, I've been was. here. I've been here all week. We've been shooting a uh, some curriculum and some things for some of you familiar with the Rooted Discipleship Series. Yes. And so Eric Geiger, uh, pastor at Mariner's Church, and I, are, are, are we were shooting a curriculum. So um, on Tuesday, I think it was, Donna and I went out to eat after shooting. And uh, and it was hailing. It was hailing, yes. and it was like it got down to fifty something. And you guys were like in parkas and full hats. I'm like, this is like a nice day. We were Donna. Donna was biking, and she's like, everyone else is like inside huddled around a heater, and we're out biking because it's just you just get used to it. We're weather wimps. Yeah, exactly. There's no doubt. About exactly. It. Um, so uh, good. Well, good. Good to connect with you. So glad you're here. And there's a reason you're weather wimps. You you live in in sunny paradise. And yes. so, but and super thankful to. The whole team here at K Wave 107.9 FM here locally, and uh, for letting us, uh, for inviting us actually to come be here at their uh, at their station and at their uh, broadcast from here. So again, we're live in Southern California, but we are live, and we're going to take your calls. And really, what we want to talk about today is the what the value is, the process is, uh, why it's important to engage the scriptures, to be a person who's regularly in prayer, and more. And so uh, Tom Holliday is going to talk some about that. But first, I, I think you need to explain to people, because I love this idea. One of the things I love about Saddleback, I remember early on, for those of you who don't know, Rick Warren, I used to, we used to talk on this uh, online messaging board called SBCNet on CompuServe back in the day. That's how far back we go. Um, and uh, he actually is... Uh, 
uh, called me up and recruited me to a job, like in nine—I don't even remember, but I do remember twenty-five that. years remember, ago, something yes. like—I don't even remember what it was. So, but so, you said no, no, no. This is this actually no, no. I said yes. This was <laughs> okay. when he he recruited me to be a, a professor of church planting in a jointly appointed role yes. that Saddleback and a seminary had created. So I did say yes. So, um, but here's what. Here's what um, I love. You guys early on, I remember the facts of life. You guys would send out these weekly faxes. And now now podcasts became a thing, and you guys have drive time devotions. So what does that mean? You teach it. Explain to because people may want to, and we're going to put a link at edstetzerlive.com, but tell us how it works and what it's all about. Well, Ed, when, well, for many years, I taught our midweek services at Saddleback until we stopped having them so we could— A small group transition, yeah. Focus more on yeah. small groups. Uh, but— and we had a good number of people coming to midweek, but I was always really aware there were a lot of people in Southern California out on the freeways, yeah. stuck in traffic at the time we were having midweek services. So I, I just was thinking, how how can we get uh, some way for those people to be able to hear God's word where they are, take it to them rather than them having to come to us? And so um, we came up with this idea of just doing just simple 10 minutes a day, go through a chapter of the week uh, of the Bible and uh, talk about what it means and how it fits into people's lives. And uh, it's a very simple thing, but, man, it has really, really helped a lot of people. Yeah, so you're actually you know, teaching through Bible. People are going to be—I mean, I'll tell you, I, we, my, my daughter, my, my, my youngest daughter is actually going to be going to Biola University. I'm sorry, my middle daughter. No, my youngest daughter. My youngest daughter is going to Biola in the fall. So we're here going to do the preview weekend this, this weekend. So we're, but my middle well, she daughter. She came out of here and saw the weather. She did. This was not, spoke well, to her. Two, two of the three kids. <laughs> yes. you know, so one of them's in Toronto, where it's yes. cold as Chicago, doing her master's degree. But, uh, but the youngest is going to Biola, the middle one to Cal Baptist in Riverside. So we drove last night to Riverside thinking, well, we go see her. Well, it appears on a long weekend, everybody leaves. Leaves Los Angeles, and so that thirty-five minute drive took us two hours. Yes, <laughs> and, but one of the things we see is it is a defining reality in a lot of major cities: long commutes. And so a lot of people listen to audio books, things of that sort. But you're helping them to engage God's word. So let's say, um, and by the way, it's it's linked at edstetzerlive.com, but it's also drivetimedevotions.com. Easy to find. Drivetimedevotions.com also linked at the site. There's also an app on iPhone. That's oh, is the there? easiest way for oh, people nice. okay. to just download the app. See, this is why I'm, I love that you're like keeping me up to date with yes. the technology. Yes. So, again, <laughs> I love that. Um, but you're right. It's an app. So so what would you, – you record like a batch, I'm sure, yes. and then people listen every day. How long is it, and what is the, you know, what is the format? What does it look like? It's pretty simple. It's yeah. just 10 minutes. And uh, so that means if you're going through a New Testament book, you're going through 8 or 10 verses, uh, it might be. And uh, really, the, the main point to me is, how am I going to live out these verses today? I mean, what do they say? What do they mean? But the main point is, how am I going to live them? How, how are they going to make a difference in my life? And uh, there's something about, you know, we, we all learn differently. Uh, some people learn best through the eye gate. They read and they learn that way. Other people, a lot of people learn best through the ear gate. And so there's, a, there's something about being able to listen to somebody read the Word and talk a little bit about it and then pray about it that uh, really makes an impact for them. Yeah, so, and so, so basically I'm listening. How long is it? Is it I guess it's not ex- always exactly the same time, I'm guessing. Is it vary? But how long is it typically? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. ten minutes. So, so, I, so I tell guys, mm-hmm. hey, just turn off sports radio for yeah. ten minutes. Just listen. 
and then turn it back on. They're going to be talking about the same thing anyway. They talk about the same thing all day long. So don't worry about it. You're not going to miss anything. And they do it. And uh, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and people don't just listen in L.A. I mean, or, or Orange County. They listen all over. But speaking of sports radio, um, I believe you had some sort of – there was some big sports ball contest recently, and the something from Los Angeles won. So that's a good thing. I hear a good rumor of that. Uh, they, yes, exactly, exactly. exactly. So, so turn off sports radio, though, and do – okay. So you've been – how long have you been at Saddleback on as a pastor there? Over 30 years. Okay. So I'm in my 31st year. Great. A good okay. long time. Good long time. So, uh, you know, when you've been, you've been pastoring, you've been leading, you've been working with people, one of the things we find statistically, I used to lead something called Lifeway Research, um, and we did a study, and the number one correlative factor to every other, there were eight factors of discipleship. So the, the number one correlative factor to strengthen all the other seven was reading the Bible daily. There's something yes. about engaging the scriptures that shapes us and directs us and more. 30 years of pastoring, over 30 years of pastoring, what have you seen for when people begin to engage the scriptures regularly? Well, it begins in my own life, honestly, Ed. You know, when I began to get, engage the scriptures regularly, the difference that it made in uh, in my life. So I think it's personal to all of us, and it's uh, it's this idea of a relationship with God. I mean, that's why we come to know Christ, to live in relationship with God. And if I'm in a relationship with someone, um, I've got to talk to them, and they have to talk to me. Uh, that's just sort of how it works. I mean, when, when Shondell and I, my wife and I, were first married, uh, I thought being in a good relationship was being a good listener. You know, I was always listening to what she had to say. She, she informed me somewhere along the way that it might be good if I, like, talked also sometimes, okay. mm-hmm. that there might be some good communication from the other side. And so that back and forth of communication, and through the Scriptures, we're able to listen to God talk to us mm-hmm. about our day, about what we've been through, about what's going to happen next. And uh, so for me personally, I mean, I can, I can still remember, you talked about Biola earlier. Dr. Curtis Mitchell is a long time ago professor sure, at Biola, sure. and he taught me how to have a quiet time at a Christian camp. I became a Christian as a senior in high school and went off to camp, and here's Curtis Mitchell t- teaching about how to have a quiet time, and I'll never forget it. I mean, ha- how to simply spend a few minutes each day with God, and I took him at his word and started doing it and have been doing it ever since. And uh, for me, there is something about this change in attitude. It doesn't change my circumstances always, obviously, but it certainly does change my attitude about the circumstances that I'm facing. And uh, we're all different personality-wise, and God's able to meet us where we, wherever we are personality-wise and give us this opportunity to face the day differently than we would have faced it and to give us hope whatever the circumstances that we're in. I think a lot of people, especially right now, the circumstances have not been easy these last few years. And I think a lot of people are wondering, how do I get back to where I was? And to me, basic things are what we need to get back to. And daily time with God, just getting back to the basics of that, uh, weekly worship, being together with other believers, getting back to the basics of that. I understand there's different things people are going through with COVID and when they can come out, and there's no blame or shame with me about that. But I do think we all know there's some basic things that we got to get back to in life in order to have our feet on solid ground. And definitely, daily time in God's Word is one of those. Fascinating. We're talking to Tom Holliday. We're going to invite your calls as well. And maybe you want to share 
there about how you have established and maintained a process and a uh, and a really an ongoing time alone with God as well. Uh, so we want to invite you to call in. Our number is 877-548-3675. That's 877-548-3675. We invite you to come join us in this conversation with your questions, your comments, maybe your examples of having a quiet time. As believers in Jesus, we know our citizenship on earth is actually temporary, but the days can be challenging navigating a world in cultural decline. A.W. Tozer brings help and encouragement in his book, Culture, Living as Citizens of Heaven on Earth. He tackles the how-to of confronting and battling worldliness while we live in anticipation of heaven. Be better equipped to take on each day. Read Culture, Living as Citizens of Heaven on Earth. Your copy is at moodypublishers.com. Hey, we are back. We are back with Tom Holiday, my friend of many years, and so glad to continue our conversation today about about quiet time, about engaging uh, in these spiritual disciplines that help us to grow. Uh, this is a big theme in the life of college students. We're actually we talk about this a lot at Wheaton College. Uh, I'm the dean of what includes the Christian Formation and Ministry yes. Department, and we know that students, young adults, just like you were, I think you said you were in high school when yep. somebody taught you about how to quiet time. That that shaping reality, that habit they can make in college can shape them their whole lives. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some of our callers are going to ask about how to help their kids begin that as well. Let me again invite our callers, 877-548-3675 is our number. Maybe you've got a question for Tom. Maybe you've got an example of how you have sought to prioritize some of these things as well in your own life. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about young adults, you have kids, grandkids. Um, Talk about what it looks like as you have sought to pass this on to young adults or even teenagers, creating a habit in their own life, like somebody did to you when you were a high school senior. Yeah, I love I love that you're using the word habit, yeah. because that's really what this is all about, is that our life is the sum total of our habits. And uh, for better or for worse, uh, the habits that I have in my life become the practice of my life. I mean, I can say I want to be a faithful Christian, but unless I have the habit of being a faithful Christian, I can't be. And one of the main ways we pass this along at Saddleback is we have a series of classes, our basic core classes, and one of them is on discipleship. My first 10 years at Saddleback, I was a pastor of discipleship. So like hundreds of times I taught this class to all, all different ages on the value of habits and how powerfully they can change your life. And getting a little bit beyond quiet time, we, we talk about uh, the fact that if you're going to be strong, you got to build a habit in your life, in the main areas of your life. You better have, if you want to be a strong Christian, you need a habit. I mean, money is a lot of our life. You better have a habit of giving in your life if you're going to be faithful in that area. And relationships are a lot of our life. So you better have a, a, a habit in your relationships. And for a lot of people, that's a small group. It's a great habit to develop stronger relationships. And then how do we spend our time? And we are always concerned about how we spend our time. So the habit of putting God first in your time and spending a few minutes with him is what really transforms things. And so uh, we talk about the fact that, yeah, you can teach it in a class like that, but in the end, we all know habits are more caught than taught. 
you got to be around other people that have the same habit in their life. And when you do that, then you're going to pick up that habit. I talked about being taught about a quiet time at camp, but uh, I also happened to be in a group of of high school students that were all trying together to have a quiet time. Mm. If I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have done it. It took that group of people together. So you find, if you really want to see your life change, find other people who have the habits that you want to have in your life and attach yourself to them. Nice. That might lead to our first call, actually. Let's go to Patrick in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Patrick, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment? Topic. Um, I attend uh, Real Life Ministries here in North Idaho. Jim Putman, yes. uh, Discipleship and small group. But there's a missing link. Um, I'm getting ready to lead one, a group. But I was expecting, uh, during leadership training, to have uh, to be fully disciple, go through discipleship, a deep dive on discipleship, but it didn't happen. Mm. I'm going to talk with our, our leaders about that. But my question is for Tom: Is at Saddleback is there a connection with uh, discipleship with small group? What do you think? Connection between discipleship and small group? Hey, Patrick, thanks so much for your call. Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, small groups are where we do disciple. Okay. I mean, there's not just a connection. There's like a marriage. Right. So how does it work though? Two? Like. How are you encouraging people in and through small groups to be individually? Because, I mean, we do call it time alone with God. So it's alone, so it's not in a group, but it's tied to discipleship groups. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, it's in the way you develop your discipleship material and the questions that you ask in the small group material. So you ask questions about people's time with God during the week, and you let it start to come out in what they share. Uh, But you also realize that there's something amazing that happens when I share about my individual time with God with the group. It blesses everybody. So it's not your your individual time with God. I think we make a mistake about this is not just individual. Mm. God told you something this morning. Maybe it wasn't just for you. Maybe there's somebody else that needs to be encouraged by what you were told this morning. We're, we're sometimes too individualistic, I think, with a lot of things. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, that writer of Hebrews says, provoke one another to love yes. and good deeds. I mean, that's where my time in the Word can lead to, hey, here's an area we need to grow or speak into or maybe maybe move away from as well. Um, and, and so sometimes in our small group, we just don't even do the material. We just say, hey, what you been learning in your quiet time recently? As an author of small group materials, this is deeply disturbing know, to me. But, but we do but, it. We do but, it. But, but I think, <laughs> but I think you know, the Lord, what's the Lord's, how's the Lord working among his people is an important conversation. Yes. Right? So that's a key thing. All right. So so when, let's say, you know, you started this habit in high school, college, right? So um, somebody listening is, you know, 38 years old, um, got, got a young family, um, busy all the time. How would you encourage somebody to carve out that time? Let this, me also this question. Yeah, this is the thing I'm Please. most excited. Oh, good. To talk Tell about us. Today, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, because I know so many people, they just feel this guilt and shame about not having a quiet time. I mean, maybe they've already turned it off if they're feeling that way. Like, oh, I'm not listening to that show. Right. Yeah, that's you, true. I hope you stuck in this long because yeah. I really want to encourage you. Uh, that it is possible for you to develop the habit of a quiet time. God made us to develop habits. I mean, we develop a lot of bad ones, right? We're pretty good at developing bad habits. The same power that is in developing a bad habit, mm-hmm. you can turn that around in developing a good habit. And uh, not to get too long and teach you about no, this. No, I like but this. No, I like keep I just, going. I just, I just want to let you know, if you will do this for yeah. six weeks, yep. if you'll have a time with God, the same time, the same place, and the same plan. If you'll do that do, for say six this, weeks, those three things, same, the same, time same time every day, the same place every day, and the same plan. 
If you do that for six weeks, you will establish a habit. If you go get a coffee at Starbucks, <laughs> same time, same place, you do that for six weeks, you're going to wake up in the morning wanting to get that coffee at Starbucks. It, it, the same way we're wired inside, you can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So the same time, I mean, I can have my quiet time at different times now, but at the beginning, it needed to be an appointment. Just building the consistency. There's, there's an yeah. appointment at the beginning. Yeah. But the same place is is more powerful than you realize. Mm. You, might, you might remember the Bible says that Jesus went as he usually did mm-hmm. to the Mount of Olives right. to pray. So Jesus had a special place, place where he spent time with God. Mm-hmm. And there's something about, I mean, honestly, it's when you think about relationships, and a quiet time is a relationship time with God. When you think about relationships, places and relationships go together. You think about this in your marriage or with friends. There's mm-hmm. places you enjoy being together. So you find the same place, wherever that is, where you can be quiet. It is a quiet time. And you spend time with God in that place. And then the same plan. And the main thing about the plan is keep it short mm-hmm. at the beginning. You know, don't try to have like an hour and a half quiet time. Well, that's what people hear. They get a little intimidated. I, oh, I can't, yeah. Can I pray for an hour? No, but I can start. I can start well, praying. Or and we pray Bible. for an hour and go, wow, God must be impressed with me. I pray with an hour. <laughs> yeah, through pride He's like, issue, no, yeah. I just want to spend some time with you, my yeah. son or daughter. Yeah. And if it's like 10 minutes, you can do that every day over six weeks. I'd rather have 10 minutes a day for six weeks as a habit than an hour once a year or two or three hours even once a year. So just taking same time, same place. Same plan. And the plan, what's the plan? Well, the plan at its simplest is you talk to God and he talks to you. It's it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so in a relationship, we have to talk to each other, as I said earlier. So you talk to God, you pray, and then he talks to you, read his word. And in any relationship, sometimes you talk a little bit more and you listen a little bit less. Other times you listen most of the time and you don't talk very much, but you do both every time. And if you'll do that, I really believe there is I've seen it happen in many people's lives that I've taught, thousands of people's mm-hmm. lives that I've taught at Saddleback, where when they started doing that, all of a sudden something clicked yeah. that hadn't before. So habit, and then you're talking really about engaging the Word and, and being in prayer. Yeah. Um, and again, we would all acknowledge that there are more spiritual disciplines than, than that. But man, that's a great place and a foundational place to start. Now, let me talk a little bit about personalities for just a second. Um, uh, I'm an extrovert. I'm always liking to do things. I'm always wanting to get started with the day. And Donna, my amazing godly wife, is an introvert who loves to, you know, just spend time in prayer. And, and I, w- I would never have to say to her, you need to build this habit. She would say, this is, this is life. This is air. This is the air I breathe. Um, so is it different? Well, let me say, I think it's different for different people. So what do you say to um, my friend Mindy Caliguire talks about uh, the jet fuel drinkers and the candle burners? I'm more the jet fuel drinker. I always want to do what's next. It's hard for me to slow down. Versus Donna, just just a natural thing for her. Because it seems like a lot of the devotional books are written by people who are more the candle burners, who are sort of more reflective and contemplative. Maybe that's more like you. I don't know. Um, so how would you speak to different personality types about their beginning this process? Well, I, you know, God loves you for who you are, yep. your personality. And uh, the truth of the matter is, for somebody who is more extroverted, journaling might be more part of their quiet time than somebody who's more Helpful. introverted. Mm-hmm. There are certain spiritual practices in your quiet time that can really help. So when I say the same plan, it doesn't mean that we all have the same plan. We do not. Right. We all have different plans. Ah, okay, okay, good. So if you, take, if you take a, a marriage, yeah. there's to, no, no two marriages where, where you can say this is exactly how right. you guys should communicate. Right. You have to learn over time. 
And so I think for a lot of people, they try to take somebody else's personality, and it's okay to do this at the beginning, someone else's plan and make it work for them and maybe even feel guilty if it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's your relationship with God. It's going to be different than anybody Mm -hmm. else's. And so what works for you? A lot of people, it works to walk during their prayer time, for instance. They they just have excess energy. And just sitting there and praying, they just go bananas. So just get out and take a walk around the block. You know, well, I might get, you know, something might happen that that sort of distracts me. That's okay. Something could happen when you're sitting there that distracts you. Mm -hmm. You know, find out what works for you. And that takes a lot of time. I mean, those of you that are married, Mm -hmm. you probably didn't have perfect, great conversations the first one you had. Probably still aren't. Maybe 40, 50 years later, you're still struggling to make that thing work. That's sort of the joy of it to me is it's a relationship that's always evolving and growing and uh, and it really is, Ed, I think you, um, you're so wise to bring that up. It really is dependent on your personal uh, take on how you look at life, on how you're introverted or extroverted, on how you look at the news that's happening mm-hmm. around you, on how you're taking in the circumstances. It's so much personal between us and the Lord. It took me a long time for that to be okay, though, because yes. it seemed that the most godly people where these people were like, well, of course, I would get up and spend two hours in prayer every day. And I was, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, because I'm ready to jump in. I've got to, I've got to push out the distractions in ways that it seemed more spiritual people just stepped into. Well, we have all these great old books, you know, Ian Bounds and all these books. Oh, sure. These, these are all people who lived before there was electric light. I mean, let's just remember that. You know, I mean, they, 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 my computer's distracting me. They didn't have yeah, those distractions. They did not have even light to distract them. So fascinating. We're having a conversation with Tom Holiday. Tom is a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church. We've talked some. I want to come back to in just a minute. Drive Time Devotions. You can actually go to drivetimedevotions.com or just to the edstetzerlive.com link. It's all there. And we're talking about this process of having that time alone with God. I want to invite your calls. Uh, Maybe you've got an example of how you've developed a spiritual practice or a habit in your life. 877-548-3675 is our number. 877-548-3675. I want to invite you into the conversation uh, with Tom Holliday with your questions. Maybe you're just not sure how to begin that. Your questions, your comments are welcome. Let's continue our conversation. 877-548-3675. With Ed Stetzer Live, I'm Ed Stetzer, and my guest today is my friend of many years, Tom Holliday. Tom is a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church, does all kinds of great things. Uh, I know I've seen you teach the weekend services. You've been working there in multiple roles. What we're kind of focusing in on today, and I think people are interested in, is um, what it looks like to have a pattern of engaging the Lord, His Word, and more in a uh, regular time alone with God. Now, uh, some of you might say, well, you know, I'm already comfortable with this. Well, actually, statistically, most Christians are not doing this. Um, This is less common than you think. And so hopefully you haven't turned off the program. Well, I guess if I'm talking to them, they haven't (laughs) turned off the program. Uh, And maybe later on you want to re-listen to this. We want this to be a time of exhortation for you. We want to encourage you. There's There's no guilt being heaped on here. We're just talking about the opportunity that you have and I have to grow in the Lord on a regular basis. Tom, uh, one of the things I want you to take a look at is drive time devotions. Maybe that's where you start. Maybe just listening to the Word of God is kind of how you begin that journey. We're also taking your calls at 877-548-3675. Maybe you got a question about 
how best to begin. Maybe you got a question about how best to persevere. Maybe you've got an example in your own life of how that's worked in and through you. We're going to go to the phones first to Patricia in Illinois. Patricia, you are live on the air with your question or your comment. Go ahead. Well, I got saved at 42 years old, so mm. I, then I had children, a lot of them. And so, uh, you know, it was very difficult to have my time with the Lord, and I wasn't growing very fast, so I decided to try getting up a little earlier than they did. And uh, with practice, I got up at uh, 6, 6.30, then I got up at 6 and 5.30. Sometimes I had to get up at 5, dependent on my husband, too, because he had to work. But that is the best for me. Most housewives I find themselves so stuck in uh, habits, and it's a matter of prayer, asking God to give you the strength and help to overcome uh, the, the way Satan will divert your eyes and things. And uh, I, and then I, I've been doing a Bible study on the Internet to about 11 different people. Uh, some are friends, some are uh, acquaintances. And uh, this has been a really wonderful. I do it once a week. Um, I do a chapter a day. We're now in John. And it's been just wonderful because I'm learning is hopefully probably more than they are. I don't know if they're even really listening or what <laughs> reading it. Well, yeah. well. Oh, Patricia, that is so great, though. That's so great. And thank you for your call. So for me, I mean, just hearing her in her 40s, becoming a believer 42, carving out that morning time alone with God. So I didn't I wasn't raised in a Christian home. My my uh my mom and sister sister and I all came to Christ in, in and around the same time. But my mother was, you know, I was a teenager. So um but my mother's example, I mean she was that. She was uh, at the time I remember the exact time. I think she was a single mom raising us alone. Um and yet I would see her when I got up in the morning, she was yeah, uh, having yes. that time alone with God, even as a relatively what an new believer, it really yeah. has shaped so much of that. So I love, but one of the things Patricia said that I want to come back to too. She said she's doing a Bible study on the internet. There, when I was a new believer, and when you were a new believer, uh, the internet was not a thing, or at least wasn't a thing yes. that I knew about. Um, now there's like there's no lack of resources to engage regularly. I mentioned drive no, time resources. There's not. There's not. But, you know, all the Bible study plans on U version, I mean small group resources, you know, there you you don't have to do it alone. Tell us about how you encourage people towards engaging some of those resources. I know it sounds no, like you have a No, we do talk a lot about resources. Right. I, I do want to talk first about Patricia uh, mentioned mm-hmm. being a young mom oh, yeah, and kids yeah. and haven't taught this many years. One of the number one questions, because people come up afterwards and ask, how do I make this happen? One of the number one questions is from young moms. Oh, that's good. See, this is the pastor like, in you. This is why I love you. Tell us more. How do you help like, the young moms? How do I make this work? Yeah. Because she talked about getting up at five. I don't know what it is. Kids have radar. If you get up at five, they get up <laughs> at true, five. I mean, I, how do they know? Yeah. But they, you know, they just do. And so how do you make it work as a, as a, as a young mom? There's a famous story in church history, Susanna Wesley, uh, mom of Charles and John Wesley, famous starters of the Methodist movement. Uh, when she'd have her quiet time, uh, she would actually put her apron up over her head. And, that, and all the kids knew, if you bugged mom, when she had the apron over her head, you'd pay for it for like two weeks. So they let her have her special time with God <laughs> that way. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I'm just saying that's the desperation that some moms have, and I really feel that. And so I just got to say, sometimes you got to get through a period of time where maybe your quiet times are shorter. 
you just, okay, Lord, I got to have a brief connection with you this morning. And it's a two-minute quiet time before the kids wake up. And then maybe you get some longer times on the weekend. Uh, but Or maybe the kids interrupt you and you ask them to crawl up in your lap and read the word with you. I mean, I know it's not your time anymore, but you just talked about it, Ed. The example of that is going to stay with them the rest of their lives. And so I I just want to say to young moms and some young dads out there especially, don't get frustrated that it has to be different for a time. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's the season you're in. That's the season you're in. And it's okay. The Lord understands that. Just change it up and make it different. Yeah, Patricia, awesome. Awesome call. Thank you for taking that. Let's go to Sean in Spokane, Washington. Sean, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say thank you because uh, it, the Version Bible has been very instrumental in staying focused and allowing me to document what uh, my streak is and how well I maintain my walk with Jesus. And, so, like, uh, so like the, as in you like kind of are tracking the days kind of thing? Absolutely. Um, okay. And... Uh, five years ago, I was getting ready to go through a bankruptcy. I had one signature left for a Chapter 13 that I was filing, and a guy sat me down and he says, how serious are you in the Bible? And I said, 100% every single day. And uh, when it came right down to it, it was only Monday through Friday, and I was going to church on Sunday. And he goes, oh, so you're maybe 70% max, or about 70%. He goes, that's a C in today's uh, education system. That's barely passing. <laughs> and I was like, son. And since then, I've been in the Bible all but maybe five days in a row. Mm. And today, of all days, marks 1,500 days in a row. Mm. And I Oh, congratulations. Not, I did, that is something to celebrate. That's pretty cool to call on yeah, that day. That's yeah. something to celebrate. I love and, that, Sean. And, and I have not... I mean, it's that first thing every morning. The reason I missed a couple of days is because I got distracted in the morning. And yeah. uh, bottom line is this gentleman who was counseling me, I didn't realize it, but he was a vice president of a major bank here in Spokane. And uh, I didn't know that he could have lended me any amount of money to get me out of my problem, making my problem worse in the long run. But he chose biblical principles to steer me straight. Hmm. One, the number one principle was staying focused in the Word constantly. And... Hmm. Uh, Today, I've been blessed, didn't file bankruptcy, and um, I can go on and on. And I use my testimony with so many different people, Love and it. I've been able to teach uh, multiple biblical principles right. uh, out of this uh, lesson. So good. So good. Uh, Sean, what a great call. What a great call. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's... Well, and he brought up, Ed, you were talking about tools a minute ago. Yeah. He brought up one of the tools I would have men- the mentioned. The version thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just filled with devotional materials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, my well, actually, uh, Karen, let's get Karen's our producer. Let's go put a link to you version there in in the show notes as well, because it's you basically can take different reading programs and and uh, personalize them. You know, there's there's yes. all, so many ministries have resources that are available there. Um, we, we've done at the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center, we've done reading plans, uh, Advent reading plans, stuff like that. So it's very, very and, common. And he talked about, um, like, you, you do a streak, which is gamification. Yeah. That's, that's the... That, yeah. So if, you, and, if you're not, if people don't know what a streak is, so, uh, you know, like on Snapchat with the kids today, yes. you know, I'm not affirming, endorsing Snapchat. Don't send me letters. Uh, but people try to keep it going back and forth. They send a snap, you send a snap. So this is a sense. He's following some of yes, that idea. Yes. As well. it's, we're all. It, this is a personality thing again. For me, 
gamification and streaks, I hate them. <laughs> they, they, I just feel like, don't tell, tell me Sean, what to do. Sean was up on that. But, he was good with that. But yeah. Sean, and my yeah. wife actually likes yeah. it. Shondell yeah. oh, okay, loves it. Interesting. So she has a streak. And Shondell's uh, awesome. I love know. that. Uh, so it's not like everything works for everybody. Right. So if it's not working for you, that's okay. Right. Just do something different. And you but heard, for a lot of people, yep. gamification, gamification and streaks really help really to helps. keep consistency. And you heard in him, there was no condemnation. He wasn't, it no, wasn't, it wasn't it. like, you could feel like, I missed five days, I got distracted in the morning, but yep, there was not a it. sense of that. And that's a good thing. That's what you want. You want to step into that with joy, with rejoicing. It's an opportunity to spend time with the Lord and more. We've got one more segment for your calls, 877-548-3675. Some great calls so far. I invite you to join us, 877-548-3675. Here with Tom Holliday from Saddleback Church and your calls in just a moment. Hey, we're back. We're back with Ed Stetzer Live. I'm Ed Stetzer, and my guest today is the amazing Tom Holiday, who is just, I mean, every time I am with Tom Holiday, I leave encouraged. You are just a, a son of encouragement, a Barnabas type in my <laughs> Well, so Hebrews 3.13, encourage each other day after day as long as it's still called today. Well, you So there's nothing that. better you can do than encourage that. somebody. Today. I love that. And that's why and I'm you loving. know, many years yeah. ago, I learned one of the best things to do when you're discouraged is to look for somebody to encourage. Oh, that's so good. Because uh, it may not encourage you, but at least you've blessed somebody else that day. <laughs> love that. Love that. Well, I, I just love the fact that you live and think that way. And so I know you've been encouraged by Tom's conversation thus far. going to give you one more opportunity to call in with your maybe questions about time a little God, examples of maybe some processes or patterns you found helpful, maybe some outcomes of that, how it's impacted your life. We've had some great calls so far. 877-548-3675. I'm going to give the number one last time for the program today. 877-548-3675. To remind you, Tom is teaching pastor at Saddleback Church. Um, for kind of the topic today, you might want to check out Drive Time Devotions. You can find there's an app. You can find that at the link at edstetzerlive.com. And we're going to continue uh, taking a call. And then I've got a couple questions I want to ask you um, as as well. Um, let, let's go to Luana in Lakeland, Florida. Luana, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment? My comment is the influence of one person. A Sunday school superintendent challenged us all to read the Bible through in 1962. And I took that challenge and said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And I've been doing it ever since. And what a joy. Mm. I just praise the Lord. And mm. when the kids were little, you know, it was rough. Um, I'd have the bed, the Bible under the bed and one of my toddlers would come in if he woke up and before I did, and he would dig the Bible out and put it on my chest. In other words, he knew there was no breakfast. Nothing was going to happen until mom read her Bible. Wow. But, uh, in later years, it was, and then in 64, my husband was in a very serious car accident, and he was hospitalized out of state, and I was there, and I was afraid to go to the hospital for fear of what I would hear, and, you know, no cell phones in that day, and I thought, well, I have to have my devotions first, and then I thought, none of us know what's going to happen in a day, so you have to be prepared every day before you face the world. So then after that, it didn't become 
a problem. It was just get up before anybody else and spend mm. your time with the Lord. And what a blessing. Oh, wow. Luana, you have blessed us <laughs> and countless listeners. Thank you so much for your call you know, since as, 1962. As, yeah, as she was talking, Luana, as you were talking, I, I was thinking about Jean Goodman, a Sunday school teacher of mine in high school yeah. as I was first coming to know Christ. And it just reminds me. She said school superintendent. That's old school. I know. I know. I love that. So, I, you know, those of you that are working with kids, with uh, students, people are going to remember you 50 years, 60 years oh, yeah. later. Yeah. Well, That's amazing yeah. to yeah. think about. So crazy, so so incredible, Luana. What a what a great encouraging call. Uh, let's let's get one more call in, then I want to kind of go through this uh, different direction with you. So Holly in Minnesota, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment? Hi, um, I would like to say that I have ADD. I'm 55. I've struggled to have a consistent quiet time with God since I was eight years old. I have an iPad addiction. I also have the Bible app. The Bible app reads to me out loud. That's what I like about it best. And just now, a couple weeks ago, I started a new book. It's called The One Year Praying Through the Bible for Your Kids Book by Nancy Guthrie. And what it does for me is um, it has a reading plan for me every day, and then at the end it has a prepared prayer for my kids. So I put my kids' names in there, I put my husband's name in there, and I put my name in there. And it's, I don't have a stack of 12 books in front of me. I don't know which one to read. This does it all in one book. Hmm. The One Year Praying Through the Bible for Your Kids by Nancy Guthrie. With ADD, it's a godsend. I Hmm. love it. I've been doing it more consistently than any other book or program. So that helps you to, Holly, just stay in line for a second. So so then just in your own kind of engagement, having that speak to you, reading the Bible to you, is a key part of that consistency. Yes, because okay. with ADD, my mind wanders. Right. Um, I liked what someone said about going for a walk. Your mind is going to wander. Well, it does anyway, sitting in the recliner. I'm easily <laughs> distracted. So the Bible app is also my is key. It reads out loud to me. Fascinating. Fascinating. Holly, thank you so much. That's that's so great. With it. Love it. Love it. And that's and that gets to Holly, thank you too for your call. That gets to some of what you were talking about, where for Holly, uh, it's maybe different. You said some people journal, some people listen, some people learn through their ears, some people learn through their eyes. So Holly has found that way that works for her. And your expectation is people find that way that works for them. What I love about what she said is she said she struggled yeah. since she was eight, right. but she's still struggling. That's a good point. She didn't give up. Didn't give up. She didn't give up. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges. I mean, a quiet time should shape us, yet you can become very knowledgeable about the Bible. You can know about the Jebusites, the Melechalites, and the Mosquito Bites, and, <laughs> and yet it and doesn't. And the out-of-sights. And the out-of-sights, yes. exactly. And it, it doesn't shape you well. So how do, how do we avoid that dark side? Well, I think it's good to be honest about the fact that there can be a dark side to a quiet time. That sometimes, um, you know, why is there so, why did Jesus say so much to the Pharisees? You know, and why is there so much in the Bible about the Pharisees and the fact that they could be legalistic in their pursuit of God? Well, it's not so we could be judgmental of the Pharisees. It's because you and I can be like the Pharisees mm-hmm. if we're not careful. And so your quiet time can start to be a way of like keeping score. 
like I'm close to God because, uh, and I didn't hear this in anybody today. So no, even no, the guy who said 1500 no. days, he was just full of joy. But there about are it. people yeah. who like, it, you know, they're keeping score, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm better than you right. because I did this. Right. And they're always bringing up their quiet time, but it's not like, Hey, Hey, the Lord taught me something today. Let me tell us it's, you know, in my quiet time today, the Lord said, and it's always something that lets you know that they're a little bit more spiritual than mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really I call it keeping score. And uh, if a quiet time is a way of keeping score for you, then there's real danger there. Mm -hmm. And if you hear it in somebody else, and one of the ways you know that they're keeping score is they're making you feel guilty by the way they talk about their quiet time. You can do the same thing with marriage. You can make people feel guilty about parenting or marriage Mm -hmm. by the way you talk about how you parent. Rather than encourage, there's just something in it. You just know there's something in it. You're raising yourself Mm -hmm. above me rather than we're all in this together. And uh, there's no doubt that there are a good number of people who um, uh, spending time in God's Word, going to church, all of those things, we can be, as Christians, legalistic and pharisaical about it if we're not careful. Good. Let's go back to the positive. We've got about a little more than a minute left. I want you to exhort the folks to start or build, continue to build upon their time alone with God. Why? Well, what I want you to know is this brief time with God, you will be a different person than you would have been Mm -hmm. because you spent time with God. Obviously, you spend time with God, you're going to be different. And because of that, I believe some of you listening to this, you're going to start this, and there's marriages that will be saved. Not that they're in trouble right now, but they would have been in trouble 10 years from now or five years from now. Your kids will be different than they would have been. Your career will be different than it would have been. And it's not because of one huge change. It's because of the day-to-day change of spending time with him, even if, as we talked about earlier, you struggle with it. And you're not always perfect with it. And you have to keep coming back to it. There is tremendous power to spending daily time with God. So what I think about quiet time, I think about life change and the fact that you're going to be a different person. You cannot be the same when you spend time with Jesus who loves you so and much. And the habit, that habit is a key part of that. You keep, you at the beginning, you were talking about the habit. Give us a little more. People are like, I can't start. A little 30 seconds. Um, I can't start. How do I start a habit? Well, we talked about earlier, same time, same place, same plan every day. But the key to starting a habit is starting it now. And maybe that's why it's good to talk about it right now. Uh, It's not New Year's. We're past New Year's. Forget all the resolutions. This is just something you want to do. This is something that you should do. It's something that you want to do. And so do it now. Don't wait until next week or next month. If you make the decision to do it now, Mm then you're going to see some change begin to happen in Yeah, your you life. can even, like after the show, you can say, I'm going to just engage the scriptures. You could say tomorrow morning, you know, maybe it's Sunday, but that's, church is not the same as your time And make it short at the beginning, God. not long. Build into it. Yes. Yep, good, good. I love it. And again, drivetimedevotions.com. You can find more information there as well. My guest, I want to thank my guest, Tom Holiday, for joining me today. So good to see you, old friend. Uh, also, thanks to the behind-the-scenes team at Moody Radio, my producer, Karen Hendren, engineer, Courtney Young, and Eric Tidwell doing a great job on the phones. Uh, I want you to tune in next week as well. I'm going to be talking to Pastor Chris Corsi about finding joy in your relationships when you're feeling disconnected. As always, today, hear today's program again. You'll find it at edstetzerlive.com or on the Moody Radio app. You can also connect with us. Our producer, Karen, she does a great job tweeting or putting on Facebook what's coming up. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all easily at Ed Stetzer Live. You can find that there. And as always, Ed Stetzer Live is a production of Moody Radio, which itself is a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thanks especially to the folks here at K-Wave here in Southern California. They're doing great work. We're thankful to broadcast from their studio.